Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Coffee with Alan. I have today is my new favorite day mug because it is my new favorite Coffee with Alan because it's the first of hopefully many guest appearances. And we have Jason Brick with us here today to talk about a holiday family safety day. And I'm not going to say much more about it because I'm going to let Jason explain it because he can do a better job than I can. But before we do that, I would like, Jason, if you could just introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about you, because I know that you're big into safety and martial arts. You have some books and an interesting background, and so I think you can do it better justice than I can if you just tell people a little bit about yourself. Sure thing. My name is Jason Brick. I spent the first half of my adult life as a martial arts instructor, did some bouncing work, some bodyguard work, security consultant, that sort of thing. Transitioned into journalism for the last second half. And for the last two or three years, I've combined those things into my show and my program, Safest Family on the Block, where I interview subject matter experts, including you, Alan, about everything that's conceivably related to keeping our families safe. One of the things I noticed about other folks working in that family safety sphere is they focus on crime prevention. They're we're talking about burglary prevention, mugging prevention, preventing kidnappings and that sort of thing. But the truth is that most of the things that are dangerous to families aren't crime. So the guests that I talk to and the products that I, and courses I provide, they do have that crime prevention stuff like your work on preventing a shooting. But we're also talking about car safety, fire safety, anything like that. I've had a nutritionist on, psychologist, a suicide prevention specialist, anything at all that can help us keep our families safer, I bring somebody on board. In my previous life as a freelance writer and journalist, I've contributed in one way or another to more than 100 books and more than 10,000 articles at this point. And you were also a participant in my last book, There I Was When Nothing Happened, which was a collection of 50 stories from violence professionals about times they used other skills to avoid violence, things like de-escalation, coming in ahead of time, knowing the things you need to know, avoiding injury through rapid flight. And finally, although I know this is coffee with Alan, I never caught that habit. I take my caffeine carbonated and cold, which some people think is astonishing astonishing and horrible in the morning, but I, it, that's my advice. And I always tell people, if you don't drink coffee, get your favorite beverage. So that's yeah. all right with me. And Jason, I really like your approach because I think out of everybody doing this kind of stuff, you and I have a very similar approach. Yeah. The enjoy life safely, it's not just about avoiding crime. When yeah. I'm at Disney World or Universal Studios, I'm telling people put sunscreen on because heat injuries, sunburn and heat exhaustion are the number one thing that ruin people's time at amusement park, not yeah. muggers and bad guys. Yeah. So I like that we both come through you know, that kind of perspective of everything to keep people safe, not just looking for the bad guys, because that's only a part of it. Uh, Joe Saunders, who runs the Managing Violence podcast, has a very interesting approach on this where he thinks about we're middle class, middle aged men with maybe a couple extra pounds around the middle. Right. We live in the suburbs. Everything that's going to likely to kill us, you know, um, the top five diseases, uh, inattention behind the wheel, drinking a little too much, eating a little too much. The thing most likely to kill people in our stage of life is us through yeah. inattention or you know, mostly through inattention. Exactly. And, uh, One of my coffees with Alan, you know, was about getting your annual healthcare checkup yeah, and, yeah. you know, working with your doctor to keep ourselves healthy. And again, it, it's going to be, you know, diabetes, heart disease, stroke, all of those kind of things kill way more people than active shooters. Yeah. You know, texting and driving, driving exhausted, things like that. Exactly. 
you know, and, 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 and I get it, right? It's not it's not as sexy, right? I mean, no one's going to go spend eight bucks to go to a movie of Jason Statham going to bed on time and drinking <laughs> water in the morning. No, you're right. It's true. And, and again, people don't hire me to come in and talk about, you know, putting sunscreen on. They, they want to yeah. know gun disarms and they're worried about the active shooter, even yeah. though a lot of other things are greater threats to us. And that's why I try to cover the full spectrum as well. It's also why I probably will have you on more than once. You know, I think we'll get into talking about the holiday this Sunday, but I want to have you back at times to talk about your books and some of the other stuff you're doing as well. Absolutely. I'd be thrilled. I've got a new book coming out end of the month. It's the first book from the that comes out of the series, uh, the show rather. Safest Family on the Block, 101 Tips, Tricks, Hacks, and Habits to Protect Your Family. Alan, you're actually uh, providing a chapter intro for that. It's exactly what it sounds like, 101 tips ranging from the very specific and very doer right now up to ways of changing habits that you know, in 10 different categories of family safety again crime prevention is in there but we've also got driving safety online safety how to hold your school accountable for your child's safety all those things yeah i've read the one chapter that i'm writing the intro for and hope to have that to you very soon and, and it's some good stuff and again it's not all about the bad guys it's about a lot of things to keep us and our families safe which i really appreciate now, I'll give a, one quick example from that that uh, was a real right-on moment for me. One of the interviews on my show is a man named George Brick. Um, full disclosure, he's my uncle. He spent most of his adult career in Marine Special Forces and then transitioned to uh, school administration. He has, let's say, a, a unique uh, point of view on school safety. And one yes. of the things he pointed out was if you want to know everything you need to know about your child's school's attitude towards safety is you you go watch the bus ramp. You go see, are the teachers at the bus ramp spaced out and watching the kids and engaging with the adults? Or are they clustered together gossiping? Or are they separated but all engaged with their phones? If your school has a culture of safety, they're going to be on the perimeter. They're going to be alert. They're going to have their heads on a swivel. If the school's culture is not about safety, they'll be doing one of those other things. And it'll tell you in five minutes everything you need to know about how seriously your child's school takes safety. It was a real moment for me because, damn, that's true. I, I read that in that chapter and really liked that. Yeah. Before we go much further, I want to say yeah. hey to Jay, Dixon, Eric. Thank you guys for saying good morning. And Jay asks, what is the best first step? And the best first step for what, Jay? I mean, if you can clarify that a little bit for us, we'll have Jason answer that. But the best first step for what are you What are you thinking of? And appreciate all you guys saying hello. While we're waiting for Jay to clarify that, let's start talking a little bit about Sunday and this holiday. So this came from a throwaway comment that Nick Hughes made during an interview with him. Nick Hughes, uh, author of How to Be Your Own Bodyguard, which although it's got kind of a cheesy title, is one of the best all-purpose safety manuals out there. I have to agree. I, uh, I'm friends with Nick. You know, when he came up through Montana a year or so ago on his bike, you know, we went and had breakfast and such. The guy has a wealth of information. And that book has tremendous, solid advice for safety and such. Yeah, even, even again, little ones. And this is a tip I blatantly stole from him with credit and put in the book about the next time you buy a pair of shoes, a pair of running shoes or hiking boots, whichever is your, your preference, the old pair goes in the trunk of your car. And that way, you're never stuck without proper footwear if your car breaks down. Yep, he has a lot of good advice. And I, I actually have his older copy. I haven't bought the new updated version yet. It's on the to get and read list because I know he just came out with the, the, the newer version where he updated and added some stuff to it. Yeah, he's putting together an app too. But so Nick was talking about how what we ought, what we ought to do is we ought to just make a day of the year where we handle all those little safety tasks like 
putting new batteries in the fire extinguisher or in the fire detector, replacing our fire extinguishers if they're out, if they're expired, uh, making sure we make our appointments for the doctor and the dentist, changing our passwords, cleaning that pathway that goes from your bedroom window to the front gate, yep. trimming the bushes there. If Because uh, the last thing you want to do if you're running out of your house in a fire is get clocked in the head by a by a, a hedge you didn't trim. But these are all those things that at the end of the month you didn't get done, at the end of the year you didn't get done. So what we ought to do is have a day. And so we're having a day. We're, we're putting on spring forward day. We'll try that out this year. And I think that'll work out because it's a good, memorable thing. And it can't, comes every year. And often we're not doing much. And the idea is for everybody to take care of some safety stuff. If you have just 10 minutes, take one task like the batteries and the fire extinguisher and just make that happen. If you got an hour, then do a couple of those or maybe go work a little deeper, you know, inventory and restock your first aid kit or go go through your car, clean it out real good. Check the air, air tire pressure, check the fluids, make sure it's running, re-up your passwords and change them out like we're supposed to do, but nobody ever does that sort of thing. If you have a half a day or a full day, make an, you know, take an entire day to observe this holiday. Sleep in because sleep is important to safety. Have breakfast as a family and talk about it. Do a few small tasks and then a big one, then go out to, to the movies or to lunch or to dinner. And while you're out there, talk about situational awareness, play some what if games, do some role playing. Take some of those lessons that you teach your kids about how to identify a safe stranger to approach for, for help and have them choose in the restaurant. Okay, well, which which table here? If you had to get help and I wasn't available, who, who would you go to? And then talk about why they chose that table. And it, just take the whole day and hang out as a family while taking care of those safety tasks that we all know are important, but we never seem to have time for. And that is awesome. And want to say hello to Robin. Thank you for saying good morning, Robin. And Jay clarified that he's looking at what is the first step for family safety. So Jason, what would you say would be a person's first step when they're looking at, you know, wanting to do more to keep their family safe? So I think the first step is internal and it's accepting full responsibility for the safety of your family. If you have a partner, then the two of you share responsibilities. If it's just you, then it's just you. And the partner doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic partner. If you're a single parent and you've got your parents living in, living in the house to help share expenses or just, just a roommate or a buddy who's helping out, that's your partner when it comes to safety. The thing is that the, we have a lot of guardrails in, in North America in what are we calling it now? We called it the first world when we were growing up. I think we're calling it the developed world now. It's a lot of safety guardrails out there, but ultimately it's on us. You know, I don't think any of us suffer under the illusion that our lawmakers particularly care about the safety of our children right now, at least not in the general sense. A lot of the safety structures, school administration, law enforcement, although I think they're populated by people who have, they have good hearts and good minds. The policies and the realities of their job mean that they have they're pulled in multiple directions, not all of which are aligned with the safety of our families in one particular moment when we need it the most. So it's on us. And so it's it's our job. That's to, you to know, and us. to show how close you and I think, Jason, yesterday when I was out walking with Rocky up in the mountains in the snow, yeah, I filmed a video with my wife. I planned on putting it on YouTube today or tomorrow, sharing it around this weekend. Your safety, your responsibility. Yeah. And in that video, I talked about so many people, the government should, the police yeah. should, somebody should. Well, you can should all over yourself. <laughs> it's up to us to be responsible yeah. for our own safety and the safety of our families. And if we're mm -hmm. employers, we should be, you know, looking out for the safety of our employees by getting yeah. them what they need to stay safe on the job. 
And so hundred percent agree with you. And I just filmed that yesterday and I'll be sharing it around this weekend. You'll see me up in the, up in the snow when we were hiking. Nice. Great minds. And now, and now that is the first step, but also it's kind of one of those squishy woo woo steps that doesn't actually give you much to do. So steps two and three are uh, cardio, our physical fitness and cardio is the one we don't like doing. You know, it, it's fun to get in there and rip out a kettlebell workout or go see what your five minute, five rep max is on the bench. Right. But cardio, cardio, staying at a, a fit weight, keeping yourself up so that you can run towards your child. If they're headed into traffic, run away from a bad guy, stay alive and mobile longer. And it's, it's getting those cardio reps in. Back in September, a buddy of mine dared me to do a marathon. And I'm I'm being reminded of how miserable long-term cardio is, but also how important it is and how much better I feel. And then step two is uh, go volunteer at your kid's school. It's Again, it's not sexy, but find the opportunity, whether you're coaching the wrestling team, coaching the chess team, uh, running photocopies for the classroom teacher, standing there on the bus ramp and helping out. Every school has myriad opportunities to volunteer. And what that does is it gets you familiar with the staff. It gets you familiar with the grounds and the building. It gets you familiar with the students. And it makes the staff familiar with you so that if your child does have a safety problem or you notice a safety issue, you can lean on that relationship and get more done faster. It's it, Again, it's not, it's not exciting. And it is a bit of a pain in the butt because you're taking hours out of your day. You're having to make some kind of arrangement with your with your employer, but it is the most important thing we can do for our family's safety if we have school-aged children. I want to add a little, I mean, I, I agree with you that fitness is so important. Throw in some high-intensity interval stuff. So you're getting yeah. some sprints or, mm -hmm. you know, it, whether it's on a bicycle, whether it's on running, whatever. So you get those bursts. So if you yeah. did have to sprint towards your child or sprint away, that you, you got that capacity as well. And, you know, I tell people too, it's just being in better shape allowed me last summer when I'm with my daughter at Disney World, my daughter and wife, I mean, we're putting 20, 30,000, some, some days over 30,000 steps down there at the parks. Mm -hmm. It just allows you to enjoy the day more when you can go. Yeah. If you don't have that physical capacity, you know, you're going to be, oh, I can't make it to the next ride, even though my daughter wants to get there. You know, mm -hmm. so that helps. Yeah. And then I also want to say about the volunteering and being part of the school, not just is it for a safety thing. I don't think it's a coincidence that my wife and I were at the school a lot when my daughter was young mm -hmm. and now she's at Wharton Business School. And the other parents that were there that we got to know because we were always the same parents that were at everything, those kids are off at colleges and doing great things too. And the people that you never saw their parents ever, the kids were, I couldn't, wouldn't identify the parents if they walked up to me. They were the kids sort of getting in trouble more and they're not doing as cool and fantastic mm -hmm. things as all these kids that their parents were engaged throughout the school years. And now they're off to colleges and, mm -hmm. and doing really cool stuff. So it, it's not just safety. It's going to help yeah. your child develop and learn and do better, greater things, which is what we all want for our families. Absolutely. And it helps, you know, it also fosters that relationship. I think it t shows our kids in a really concrete way how much we care about their success in school. And we spend a little more time with them. And then, you know, when they get to middle school age, high school, and maybe your entire existence is embarrassing to them, that's when you go volunteer in the library or you volunteer with the, the newspaper. Booster or, club or those kind of things. Yep. Where you're still giving your time. You're still getting those uh, concrete benefits of spending time in the building, spending time with the staff. But, you know, there is that year that your kids kind of wish you didn't exist. But but they also are really glad you're there and they still know that you're volunteering to make this space better. 
And that's awesome. Got a comment from Dixon. You are not alone, Jason. I have a good friend who also detests coffee in the morning, but his preferred poison is Dr. Pepper instead of Coke. Thanks for being our guest. Thank you, Mr. Coons. Dixon's a great guy. Um, we'll be seeing each other next month. We're both going to be teaching at a big event down in Florida. Oh, cool. The Korean Martial Art Festival. Um, Dixon's oh. one of the instructors down there that, every year as well. I covered that for Black Belt Magazine, I want to say 10, 11 years ago. <laughs> Are you the one that wrote the little blurb about that in Black um, Belt? I think there have been a couple of different blurbs in Black Belt yeah, about that, but I'm them. one of them. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a great event. I've been teaching there for years. Thomas Gordon, the host, is an awesome host. And it's just a plethora of, of great instructors. I mean, there are two instructors this year that are in their 80s. Wow. You know, uh, Grandmaster Rudy Timmerman and Dr. Young Kim. Uh, Dan Severin will be there. This will be like the third year in a row that Dan Severin is instructed there. And he's a great guy, both on and off the mat to, to get to know. And just a ton of other great people down there. It's a fantastic event. Yeah, back in my 30s, I had this, at first it was kind of accidental, but then it was a pursuit of just getting my my butt kicked by men in their 80s. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome to see Dr. Kim <laughs> out there in his 80s yeah. still teaching, you know, on the mat teaching. Same yeah. with uh, Grandmaster Rudy Timmerman. You know, it's just what a wealth of information yeah. those men have. And one of the best lessons on master I ever got was uh, there was a while there where I was into ballroom dancing. And my wife at the time and I went to an event at a range hall that had been having a, a dance every weekend since the war ended. World War II ended. <laughs> and there was a lady in her 90s who uh, I had the opportunity to just dance the foxtrot with. And that woman's mastery of movement was <laughs> educational. You know, she was kind of having a little a bit of a hitch on her get along on the sidelines. But when she got in there, it was smooth. It was beautiful. The economy of motion was on point. It was the most, it was a transformative experience. That is awesome. Well, Jason, before we leave today, how can people get a hold of you and find out more about what you're doing and find out more about the holiday, you know, the safety day on Sunday? Absolutely. So Save His Family on the Block has a YouTube group, or you can find me, Jason Brick. I think there's four or five Jason Bricks out there on Facebook, but I'm the only one who nerds out about uh, martial arts and tabletop role-playing games. You can find The Safest Family on the Block on Instagram, and then you can find me on YouTube, again, Safest Family on the Block. And we've got uh, some internet resources, a little guidebook with some suggestions for tasks you can carry out if you want to go ahead and do Family Safety Day on Sunday, which I really hope folks do. And then if you, when you do your thing, if you post a little bit of information out there about, hey, we just uh, did this thing for our family, we just cleaned the walk, we just cleaned the car, what have you, and tag me in it, then um, people get interested entered into a drawing for fabulous prizes and it'll all be a lot of fun that is awesome and i do hope that everybody watching shares this with others yeah. and let's make this day something that grows and keep people safe absolutely bring forward into safety that oh. is exactly right dixon that's i great am stealing that I uh, that's going in my that's going to my stuff. All right, well, that is awesome. So thank you much, uh, Jason, for being here. And I do want to have you back because you know our philosophies yeah. and what we're doing to help people coincide so well together. And I think you know the synergy of us working together can only help more people. I absolutely agree. I've I've noticed that this is a trend among a lot of the martial arts people I respect. You're you're, you're feeling this way. Nick's feeling this way. Tom Callis was kind of an early early adopter of it. And so I wonder if either this is something about our society is having some evolution where, you know, the kick punchery is great, but there's so much more. 
or maybe it's just that we're old and our bones hurt because we were not kind to our bodies in our 20s. <laughs> but either way, I think it's it's working out for the best. You know, and it's also, it's interesting that it's the thinkers, the writers that are more going this route too, because I think we're, we're looking at the bigger picture. You know, mm-hmm. we are. I think we're looking at the bigger picture of what's out there and what really safety and means yeah. to for me to enjoy life. I mean, yeah. I want people to enjoy so much out there. And by taking all these strategies and habits, it allows you to enjoy more. Absolutely. And there's a, there's a handful of folks who feel like if we start thinking about safety and taking responsibility for our own safety, it's, it makes our lives more miserable because we become, become paranoid and crotchety. But the truth is the opposite. Just like if you schedule your day, you suddenly find you have more time for the things you love. If you have a budget, you suddenly find you have more money for the things you want. The same thing is true that if you take a little bit of time to handle those basic safety things, you have more personal energy to enjoy the, the rest of the day. 100%. And with that, let's just say, everybody, have a fantastic Friday and a safe weekend and practice some safety habits on Sunday. Family See you Sunday. Safety. Thank you. Spring forward to safety. <laughs> Spring forward to safety. Thank you much, Jason. Thank you. Take care.